listening to the Marketer DNA podcast, your internet marketing for business advice. Here's your host, Willie DeJarnet. What's going on, guys? Willie DeJarnet here again, guys. Guys, I want to go ahead and go into podcast number 17. But this is just a sequel to uh, the previous podcast is how to get buyer leads, guys. And what Sean did in the second part of this webinar, he opened up for questions, guys. He opened up for Q&A. And I just want you guys to be in tune with the Q&A uh, part of this audio training. So if there's questions and answers within this uh, session, hopefully it could answer some of you guys question and answer. And if not, you can leave a comment below and I'll, I'll try to get the answers for you. Let's go ahead and be a part of the training. Sean Mice here for Q&A, how to build a buyer lead list. Les, you're live. Go ahead. Hi, Sean. Right. Um, you know, you spoke about um, the sales pages and you didn't really like the um, uh, the images that people like put on like the you know the um, the exotic beach the expensive sports car well I I mean I'm, I'm in agreement with you there but um, I think also that you know for pe people are more are more and more sort of visual visually orientated so I I, I don't think something like a meme for example uh, with a repeat of an important point you've made actually on top of the on top of the image just to reinforce the actual tech you know just give it a little bit more space etc etc i think that's i think that's that's actually acceptable but i do agree with you that the um the whole um look at me i'm look how rich i am look at this mansion i'm living in this big expensive sports car that's that's irrelevant i think as long as the sort of the image is congruent with the message i think the odd sort of image thrown about is uh, is okay i don't know what you think about that so i don't think there's anything wrong with images but one of the things that i've noticed is that people are using images to drive views so we're seeing that we're seeing that in what people say is the search out, it's search search engine formula, the algorithm. We're seeing that on the big content sites. We're seeing that people will scroll longer, or they believe that they'll scroll longer if there's more pictures. My belief is the picture is irrelevant, changing the life. And it's just my personal opinion. I don't think there's anything wrong with using pictures, but I think that we have to be careful that pictures aren't proxying for some illusion of success. And I think that you could try it both ways. You could split test it. You can do it any way you want, Les. It's your business. And that's why I made such a big deal about this at the beginning. You've got to do it in a way that works for you. If you want to, if you want to attract people that are more visually oriented and you want to do video training and you want to create uh, pictorial directories and things, then absolutely that might be the direction that you want to go. So I want to be really clear, Les. I'm not saying that it's wrong or right. But I, the example that I gave with the beach on the background, not cars and, and money, but I was specifically talking about picture period, not any particular type of picture. The beach picture is one of the pictures that evokes a feeling of calm 
and calm can increase conversion rate. So we're 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 we're, we're um, manipulating folks through emotion that comes from the picture. Having said that, though, you have to make the decision: how much picture do I want to use? I obviously I err on the side of just pictures. I, I just don't care. If somebody can't take two minutes to read a 200-word article and learn something, they're probably not my prospect because that's how I communicate and this call. And so I am not interested in roping people onto my list that aren't going to connect with me just because a picture connects with them. So once again, I want to say this, Les. You've got to figure out what works for you, and if pictures are driving you a thousand subscribers a month, and those thousand subscribers are spending ten grand a month with you, by all means, keep using the pictures. How does that sound, Les? No, I I, I agree with you. So ninety percent of the way there. All I'm saying, I mean, especially you said a two hundred word article. Then no, I'm not going to put an image in that. It's it's too short. I'm talking about say five thousand, uh, ten thousand uh, word giveaway or article. I think the odd sort of image, as long as it's congruent with the message, wouldn't help. And it helps us to break up the message. You know, when I'm talking about large amounts of text. Okay, so you're talking less. You're talking about putting an image in an article inside the article if it's a 5,000-word article or PDF, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so that's completely different than what I was talking about, about using a picture to get more people to subscribe. Totally oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So it, forgive me on that misunderstanding. I wouldn't use that either because, as I say, it's the big thing that drives social media. And I, I mean, and, which I'm not a big fan of, but I realise you have to, you know, in these this day and age, you've got to use social media as a tool. But I'm not interested in this, you know, in in everything else that goes on with it. Uh, so I mean, I'm agreement with you there broadly. So uh, apologies for the, the misunderstanding there. But uh, now at least we know which uh, <laughs> we know what we're talking about. Well, or I do anyway. There's no apology necessary because, as I stated earlier, you've got to build your own business, your business. And I'll tell you, if everybody on this call would agree with me 90% of the way, I call that a hit. I mean, in school, all you had to do was get 92% and they gave you an A. So I feel pretty good. If you and everybody else on this call would be in agreement with me at 90%, that will give me a big head and I'll feel really good. But you see, it's not about me being right. It's about doing what's going to work for you. And what I gave you today is for you to think about so that you can make your own decision. Is there anything wrong with getting an 80% conversion rate? No, there's nothing wrong with getting that. Now, if you get a lot of spam complaints in the future, you might trace that back to the picture, and then you might say, well, it may not be wrong, but it's not for me. So there's a lot of things in this world that may not be wrong, but they're not for me. So you've got to make that decision on your own. So I want to be really careful here. I, I want to be more than careful. I want to be outspoken and say, please disagree with me. If there's parts that you want to do differently, that's what you're here for is to learn about what you want to increase. But there's nothing wrong with disagreement. There's no apology necessary. I'm going to take Yvonne next. Yvonne, you're live. Um, Sean, you know what? It's 12 o'clock, and I can put my call in the in in the group. If that's fine, I mean my question in the group. That's fine. No, go ahead, go ahead. I take. I, okay. I, I'm going to take oh. Melody next, and then we're done. But go ahead. Oh, all right. Thank you. This really has something to do with um, your topic about bias leads, and here's my. I have a little challenge this week. 
I have completely forgotten that on an interview I did recently, I had indicated that I would do a webinar on relationship marketing on the 16th of November. So when I heard that last weekend, I started going crazy, getting together my slides and so on and so forth. But the bottom line is that the time frame is very, very short. I don't have the usual 10 days or so to promote it. So my question is, I would love to hear from you, and it has to again to do with buyers and so forth. Would it be better, here are my two options, do a mini webinar on Thursday in order to maintain my integrity, and, but I'm not sure what to offer then. Mini would mean like a 30 minutes, and what, to, what would the call to action be? Um, or do the full webinar where, in fact, I don't have enough people because from this I had intended offering my four-module live training. Um, or So that's, that's the dilemma I have right now. Do a mini webinar, what would my call to action be, and schedule a bigger one, or go ahead with this one regardless of whether there are two, ten people on the webinar, and offer my, my training. Could you help me with that, please? Well, my feeling is that you promised somebody a webinar, you didn't promise them a mini webinar. I would just pull out all the stops and do whatever it takes to get people on the webinar. Uh, you, you know, the thing is, you're not going to get a lot more people at, through 10 days of getting people to, to sign up than you do in two days. I mean, this, our attention span in this year is so short, it's not even funny. You, you can get almost as many people on your list in two, uh, on, the webinar in two days as you can in 10. If somebody signs up today for a webinar in 10 days, they're not going to remember it anyway. They're not going to show. So I I just say go all out. As soon as we get off the call, send an email out that says, hey, I'm doing a webinar at such and such a time on the 16th, and if you'd like to be there, uh, click this link and sign up. And get as many people to sign up as possible. Uh, you go through the social media channels, get the person you promised to promote it to their list three times, send it to your own list three times, get as many people to sign up. If they can't make it live, you're going to record it and send it out anyway. I would, I'd go all the way with this, Yvonne. If you can pull it off, I'd go all the way. Well, thank you very much. I value your opinion, so I will work with that. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. I appreciate that. I think I just, I just deep down inside, I believe that's your best option. I believe you, you, really, you maintain your integrity. You probably make more money that way. And I think, personally, I, I think if you scramble for two days to put this together and you go all out to get subscribers, uh, to get people in there, uh, you'll probably do just as well as if, or at least 80% as well as if you spend the next 10 days doing it. And you'll have eight more days of your life back. Melody, you're live. Yeah, the thing that I... Um, taken away and I guess I I want to verify and you know and if it's true then just maybe you know just make the point as well is that what I get overall from what you're saying and especially relative to uh, what you were saying to the guy that was asking about the images is that an approach that you take seems to be that you're really operating at at an authentic and organic level versus sometimes those kinds of images are they they're almost like more high pressure very immediate gratification kind of promise and appealing to this more base kind of urgent need versus finding customers who 
have a resonance with the authentic way that things are stated and who are really looking to, like they know that it's going to take some work. And it seems like what you're talking about sets up a little bit more for, well, maybe a lot more for a solid long-term relationship rather than just this immediate gratification promise is what it kind of seems like. Well, Melody, you're absolutely right. And, and here's the thing, and, and maybe I said some things in such a way that would lead someone to believe that I don't believe in using pictures in in your marketing. And I don't remember ever saying anything like that. What I do remember saying is that if we're talking about a, a, a squeeze page, and my memory, as short as it is these days, remembers me saying that, and really the only thing I remember saying is that if we're taking a squeeze page and we're using the image to increase our conversion rate such that we're increasing our conversion rate past the natural state at which it should be based on getting good leads and we're getting an 80% conversion rate by putting a beautiful beach in the background, that I believe that, that that's a problem. And we drive our marketing with pictures. If we drive our marketing with pictures, then, and I obviously stated this in different words, but if we drive our marketing with pictures and we're not getting good leads, they're not going to buy from us. And, but in no way am I saying don't use pictures. I think pictures can illustrate what you're saying. I think you can have a picture of a successful client. I think you can have a picture of your program. I think you can have a picture of someone's success. I think you can have pictures that, that lead folks down an, a, a logical path that the pictures are related to what you're doing, but if it's just a picture that just is supposed to attract attention, I just, that's not me. Once again, you ever, we've all got to decide what we're going to do here. And, but, but again, I, I think that somehow maybe, maybe I let slip a, a word that meant more than I thought that it meant, but my the big thing that I was, point I was trying to get across is, that we don't want to generate leads because of the words click here, because of a beautiful picture, or a big orange button. We want to generate leads that want to get on our list because they want to be on our list because they want to learn something phenomenal. How does that sound? Yeah, and I I actually heard what you said. I did not think that you said not to use pictures. What I was kind of taken away from it is, you know, like if someone puts a certain kind of picture as a promise that's not really necessarily related to the product, but it's some sort of, you know, pie-in-the-sky kind of promise that causes you to think, oh, this is my solution or whatever. And what I love about what you're teaching here is that, for me, it takes the pressure off of trying to learn these certain kind of techniques to write copy in a certain way, to put just the right pictures that will, you know, kind of manipulate a little bit. I like this idea of just having to be more natural and organic, and I, um, yeah, and it just seems like it would build that longer-term relationship more. So I, uh, I can definitely appreciate that. Thank you. Excellent. You're welcome. And folks, as we close this call, there's one thought that I want to share, and, and I'll build on what Melody just sh said, and I don't know that what word it was that triggered this in my mind, but we, you do not need to manipulate anybody into buying from you. 
you do not need to orange button anybody into buying from you. You do not need to overpromise to get folks to buy from you. If they buy the first product and it changes their life, they will buy from you again and again. If you'll just tell them, I'm going to teach you how to do this, you take it or leave it. This is what it is. Now, obviously, the language might be a little stronger than take it or leave it, but the concept here is that if I'm going to teach a training on email marketing, all I've got to do is say, look, I'm going to teach a training on email marketing. It's going to teach you this, 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 and this. This is how it's going to change your life. And if you'd like to do it, this is why it's worth the price that I'm asking, and I believe you should get into it. And the people that are interested in doing that and that trust you because of what they bought in the past, they'll, in, they'll invest. If I have to add the additional line, I'm going to triple guarantee this, and I am going to do all your work for you, and I am going to, um, you know, I'm going to hire a maid to come out to your house to clean up. If you'll please just take my class, am I getting people that are going to do the work? I don't think so. And, and I've gotten past the point in my business where I want to sell something just to make an extra hundred bucks. I'm at the place in my business that I want everybody that buys from me to take action. And if you're not going to take action, I don't want you to enroll. And if you're not going to take action, I don't want you to buy. Now, are some people going to slip through and buy and not do any work? Of course. I'm not going to police this thing. But at the same time, I want to be authentic and I want to be honest on my sales letters in such a way that I'm clear that this is the result that you're going to get if you do the work and I'm expecting you to come in and do the work. And, and in my personal opinion, and this kind of goes back to that trajectory I gave you of the average I am guru. It's like a six-year process. They start out, they get some, some, some air under their wings, $100, $500, $2,000, $5,000. They go on the stage. They lose their family. Uh, then they, it's kind of like a country song. They, they come down. They lose their family. They start losing their money. They start losing their morals and their ethics, not because they meant to, but because of a, a, just a slide that comes down, and they end up on the other side of the trajectory, a better person. They're helping people in a better way. They're consulting. They're taking care of real people. There's no more false promises. Now, does it mean that they have to do that? No, a lot of people get started and they get to a place and they look around and they go, I don't, I don't want to go any further. I see what's going on. Is it happened to everybody? No. There are people that have been teaching from the stage for 40 years and that's where they're at and they don't fall off. But what I'm talking about is the folks that get on this trajectory and try to go too fast, uh, too fast, and it's all about the money. You find somebody, I tell you, you find somebody that's on the stage for 40 years. I'm not going to name names because as soon as I do, I'll get a whole bunch of emails from people. Oh, I know that person personally, and he really is a money-grubbing kind of person. I, I, don't, I don't want anecdotal opinion like that. But almost without fail, if you find some, I believe if you find somebody that's been on the stage for 40 years and they haven't lost their family and they haven't lost their morals and they haven't lost their ethics and they haven't gone to jail I mean, they're just plodding along, and they've been on the stage for all of that time. Guess what? They're rock solid inside, and they're sharing something that's rock solid, and they're not doing it just for the money. Now, does the money come along with it? Yes. Does the nice car come along with it? Yes. You know, does first class come along with it? Yes. Do they get used to it? Yes. But they're not in it for the money. They're in it for changing lives. 
But if we see a marketer that's in it for the money and it goes up this trajectory, they top out at the money and they fall off a cliff. I believe that very strongly, but it can happen even if it's not going on the stage. It can happen with higher and higher prices. It can happen with, you know, whatever the case is. It, it can happen and there is a trajectory. And in my opinion, the faster that we as marketers, that you as marketers, can get to the place where you're authentic and honest and focus on changing lives, not on making money, let the money follow. If you create good trending, they'll buy it. If you have a good membership, they'll get in and they'll stay in. And if you have a good coaching program, they'll get in and they'll stay in. And if you're solid, then you don't have to go up this trajectory and you don't have to fall off a cliff. And, folks, I believe that that's extremely important, and that's why I wanted to share that concept with you. It looks like, Lorene, you just raised your hand, and I want to give you an opportunity to chat if you want to. Oh, thank you very much, Sean. Just wanted to say thank you so much for the emails that have been coming through and the responses to my queries. Um, I'm spending time now on the hard copy book, which I've been working on for about four months, and I really want to get it finished. Um, you had a book, and it was part of the blueprint, as unless I've read it wrong. Um, do you think for our kind of work, because it seems the, main, the majority of us on your list and on Preneur Pal are people that really want to help people with specific uh, problems as opposed to the fast sellers and the affiliate marketers. Um, where do you put a book um, in the scale of things? Or do you think we should spend more time first building the list up? Or a bit of both even? Because it's just I think you should do both, Laureen, and I think your book is 80% written. I encourage you to finish the book. It's a great credibility, okay. even if it doesn't sell a whole lot. Okay, so we don't know what kind of marketing is in place. If you don't have a lot of marketing in place, it's not, probably not going to sell a whole lot, but it's still a great credibility piece. It's something that if you introduce people to your book on the very first day that they come into your campaign, people immediately place authors on a pedestal. It, once, you're, yeah. once you're a published author and they can see a picture of your book on your website, they immediately will trust you more. They will immediately oh. believe that you know your topic more than you did the day before you published it, even though you probably forgot a few things in the process of writing. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Seriously. They, they trust yeah. you more. They believe you more. You have more credibility once you have the book. So I would say finish the book as quickly as possible. Work on right. building your list. And now you'll be able to, on your squeeze page, you'll be able to say, Lorraine, uh, author of XYZ book. And the first day that they're on your list, you send them an email to where they can purchase your book. Whether they purchase it or not, it doesn't matter. They'll see that you're a published right. author. And when you have your first training program, your conversion rates will possibly be higher. How does that sound? That sounds good. It's worth the early mornings and the late nights, and I'll keep it up. <laughs> All right, then. There was, there was yeah. a really good offer on the table. Uh, we, we, it might be your assistant. We spoke about that, some coaching. Um, I, what I didn't want to do is take on too many things at one time because it is taking up a lot of my time um, finishing this off. Um, I like to add more than my – I usually do about three hours, but it's been more five per day. I, I just want this done and done properly. Um, my concern is I might miss what is a very great offer, a very valuable offer with the coaching. Do things stay open? So I just got thrown off the call somehow. So I'm back and it looks like I've lost Lorene. So I won't answer her question until Lorene comes back. 
but I will say this in, in answer to this idea. I'm big on focus. I'm really big on focus. I think you get more done by working on one thing until it's done than trying to work on three things. And so for anybody that was hanging at the edge of your seat and waiting for my answer over Lorraine, you know, I think my answer is I believe the thing for you to do is to finish the one big thing and then go to the next one. Now, obviously, in the course of the day, your one big thing might take up two or three hours. You're tired. It's time to take a break, but you're not done working. You come back. There's a smaller big thing in your life that you can work on next. And when that's done, there's a smaller thing. But to try to look on three big things at one time is, is usually is usually pretty rough. So having said that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, wrap up today's coaching call. Guys, I hope the second part of this training was good to you. And um, just stay tuned. Stay tuned. We're going to start out 2021 great, guys. Thank you for being loyal subscriber to Willie D. Jarnett Podcast, guys. Marketing DNA. I'm out. I'll see you next time around. You have been listening to the Marketer DNA Podcast, your internet marketing for business advice. Please don't forget to subscribe to this channel. I hope to have you here on the next episode.